1: The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Trump considering overhauling his White House staff and bringing back top campaign strategists. He's frustrated by what he views as his team's inability to contain the burgeoning crisis involving alleged Russian meddling in the 2016 election. Former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld says intelligence leaks can be very harmful.
3: There's no question but that no one country has a monopoly on intelligence gathering and knowledge. And the strength comes from sharing intelligence with other countries. And And every country has to be very careful about managing intelligence, or the other countries are not going to be willing to share it.
1: Rumsfeld tells the Salem Radio Network the number of leaks coming out of the Trump administration needs to be addressed very seriously. British Airways says it's continuing to work hard to resume a normal flight schedule at two London airports. This is SRN News. It's Memorial Day weekend, and while you're between barbecues, take the time to reflect on the reason we celebrate.
4: Today is the day we put aside to remember fallen heroes. And to pray that no heroes will ever have to die for us again.
1: This weekend, we celebrate freedom, liberty, and the men and women that have fought and died to protect us. To our troops around the world and to those that gave the ultimate sacrifice, we say thank you. From AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Thank you for listening to AM 1280 of the Patriot. I'm Josh Wolf from the Benjamin Franklin Point Weather Center. Today, possible showers late in the afternoon, high of around 72. Memorial Day, chance for showers in the morning, high near 60. The best and longest running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Every Saturday at 1 with Mitch Berg and Sunday at 2 with Brad Carlson on AM 1280 of the Patriot. It's The Narn. Every weekend at 1 on AM 1280 of the Patriot and AM 1280 of the Patriot.com. Here is The
5: Closer, Brad Carlson. I hey, I'm 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the program i like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also text your comments or questions. The that number is 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in to the show each and every week in the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running local conservative talk show in the Twin Cities, uh, continuing its dominance of uh, conservative political talk on weekends for the past 13-plus years. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And and by the way, it was great to see a lot of you folks last Sunday at the Patriot event. It was the Trump 100 Days event uh, hosted by Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager and moderated by Ed Morrissey. It was a fantastic evening. It was a great dinner, the best dinner I've ever had at a Patriot event. I mean, every Patriot event, they always serve a fantastic meal. And for some reason, this just stood above the rest. It, it really did. I, I can't tell you why, but it, it, I heard that from a lot of listeners as well that attended the dinner. Fantastic dinner. Uh, great uh, talk by Hugh Hewitt and uh, Dennis Prager. And as always, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, Ed Morrissey. Fantastic job moderating. So we will hope to see you at the very next Patriot event. When is the next Patriot event, you ask? Oh, you're just going to have to stay tuned. Uh, AM1280thepatriot.com and as well. As here on AM 1280 The Patriot, we will bring that information along to you uh, as soon as we're released to do so. How about that? I uh, want to get to some news from this past week. Obviously, one of the more somber news stories was uh, this past Monday evening in Manchester, England, where there uh, was a uh, terrorist attack at the uh, Ariana Grande concert uh Twenty-two people were killed. I believe the number of wounded was in the 50s, uh, 53 people wounded. A uh, suicide bomber apparently strapped one of the, those devices to himself and detonated it near the end of the Ariana Grande concert. Again, it took place at the arena there in Manchester, England. I, England, they're about six hours ahead of us. So I happen to be listening to Larry Elder's program, that evening when I was on my way home, it had to have been, I don't know, 5, 5.30 in the about 530 in the evening. It was early on in Larry's program. And he had mentioned a bomb exploded the area at a Grande concert in England. We have no other details. And what's sad is when we hear of something like that, uh, we just brace ourselves for what's almost inevitable. And that is it's going to be proven to be a terrorist attack. Now, we don't want to fly off the handle and start speculating because, you know, that's for the leftists to do whenever there's a mass shooting to say it's a it's a white NRA member that's committing the atrocities. Okay, we don't want to we don't want to stoop to their level. So we wanted to wait till the information came out. But you can't help but have your mind wander and think, oh, boy, is this is this another one? And unfortunately, there may be some who've become numb to this. It's like, this is the world we live in today. We have to expect it. And and I don't, I don't think we should be at that point. I don't feel we should ever get to that point. I feel that we need to, uh, you know, Hugh Hewitt said on one of his uh, town hall minutes, uh, this past week on, on the Salem radio network is that we really need to steal our resolve now more than ever. And, you know, my, our, uh, Friend of the broadcast, Brian Strasser. He is with the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, so he's on talking a lot about a a lot about gun issues. Quite obviously, uh, you know, fellow conservative, and he's also for his day job as a security in, or an expert in security and helping employers devise uh, plans for you know, say evacuation in the in the in the midst of a chaotic event. I don't want to give too much away about what Brian does. He didn't give me permission to do so. so, uh, But when some of these attacks have happened, Brian has said on multiple occasions that the war is here and it doesn't really care if you want to be a part of it. And that's what we have to realize is, you know, you get a lot of these... Uh, vapid celebrities talking about you know we need to coexist we need to show tolerance we need you know we need to not jump to any conclusions and they say so behind their heavily secure palatial estates okay that's that's not helpful and I'll get back to that in a little bit well as you can imagine uh, Ariana Grande and for instance I to, truth be told I'd heard the name Ariana Grande and not in a pleasant context apparently she had said something less than flattering about America before and she's all and she was also an anti-Trump person which if you're a celebrity I automatically assume that but apparently she had made it known before and the one thing that I bristled at real quickly is there were some Facebook sites who called themselves face you know conservative Facebook sites or patriotic Facebook sites they decided to throw up those quotes that Adri- Ariana Grande has said in the past where she said less than flattering things about America and less than flattering things about President Trump and all that, and she says, well, I bet you she loves America now, you know, she she's not safe where she is. You know, some of the despicable comments. It's like, how is that even relevant to what happened in Manchester, England, first of all? Don't don't be one of those people, okay? We're going to throw somebody's quotes back in their face like that, as if to prove a point, well, if you think differently, maybe something like this wouldn't happen, or here, this is... This is what we've been trying to tell you about the evil exists in the world and you continue to deny it. That that's not helpful. All right? And and I don't know how this poor young lady is going to be able to perform concerts in the future. Now, apparently she's going to have a benefit concert to benefit the uh the victims' families. You know, because there were twenty two people who died at her concert, and she's going to have a, a concert to, to try to help them out, and I think that's a wonderful thing. But going forward, you know, this is her livelihood. How is, she, how is she going to be able to go forward knowing that at her concert where people gather to see her, that people ended up dying? And the tweet she put out in the aftermath saying, you know, she said, broken from the bottom of my heart. I am so sorry. I don't have words. And that tells you that she feels some sort of guilt, which she needn't, of course. But it's It's inevitable. But these are the kind of emotions she was going to feel. So my point is for those of you who were who were throwing her words back in her face about how critical she was about America, it's irrelevant and it's down and it's just downright cruel. And it's disgust, it's disgusting. Let's call it for what it is. It's disgusting. Don't do that, okay? But another aspect of this is terrorists are particularly jihadists are big on commemorating anniversaries of other terror attacks. Someone pointed out that this fell on the fourth anniversary of the killing of uh, a fusiler uh, Lee Rigby. He was uh, hacked to death in the streets by a couple of jihadists. And they, so therefore this happened on the fourth anniversary of that gruesome death right in the streets right in the public streets there in, in in England. Okay, so that's why the Benghazi terror attack in September 11th, 2012, it happened in the 11th anniversary of 9/11 01 terror attacks here on our soil, no coincidence. Okay, so that's that's one thing you have to be aware of. But the perpetrator who carried out uh this particular suicide bombing, this Salman Abedi, is it Abedi or Abedi? I've heard different pronunciations. Salman Abedi. Well, let's go with Abedi. Uh, was born in Manchester, you know his. I think his parents were of Libyan descent, but he was born in Manchester, and that that's another angle to this. Is that there are young people in the Western world, they're being radicalized, and they live right here. So now, while I while I think you know from from what I understand from uh, great legal minds that Trump's travel ban is well within the legal confines of his authority as as the executive. Uh, of the executive branch here in the United States, but yet uh, you have some uh, uh, judges who are looking to undermine him because that's you uh, know you know as part of the uh, uh, judicial activism. And again, that's in the opinion of some legal minds who I respect greatly. That you know Trump's travel ban, while legal, how effective is, is it going to be? Really, when you have citizens of the of countries in the Western world that are being radicalized right in their home countries. How, how do you eradicate that? How do you stop that? And another instance, you know, that Brian Straser has brought up in some of his very insightful Facebook posts in the past is this is kind of a shift in mindset for these jihadists in that they're going after soft targets. I mean, you think think about it. How about, the, uh, how about in um, the December 2015 terrorist attack in San Bernardino, California? Okay, you had... Uh, people who were just enjoying a, a, a holiday a holiday party, Christmas party, with their fellow employees in an office center. Okay, I mean, no no reason to suspect any any uh, impending harm in that particular environment, but nevertheless they were hit. Nice, France, the Bastille Day festivities that took place in Nice, France, uh, almost a year ago, where someone driving a truck ran over and killed scores of people, okay, because people were wrapped up in the festivities, enjoying each other's company and, you know, maybe watching a concert or fireworks. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but the point is is that it's a soft target. They're vulnerable. And then, of course, you go to the Ariana Grande concert where you have, uh, you know, her key demographic are teenagers, which again emphasizes what soulless ghouls these terrorists are when they're willing to attack a venue where there are young, young ladies there. And some of them are being accompanied by their parents. And I can't imagine what some of the parents went through that were accompanying their children to this concert, their daughters. And in the chaos for a moment, got separated from their kids and wondering if their kids survived this blast. I mean, just absolutely horrific stuff. And, uh, As of uh, one of the latest updates on this, uh, this is from the L.A. Times. uh, Britain reduced its terrorism level a notch from critical to severe on uh, Saturday. As authorities said, they made major progress in unraveling the plot behind the Manchester concert bombing. Police said more arrests were expected and security was tight across Britain as hundreds of thousands of people attended major soccer matches, concerts and other big holiday weekend events. Uh, Police said on Saturday, two more arrests in Manchester on suspicion of terrorism offenses, bringing the number of suspects in custody to 11. All are men aged between 18 and 44. In addition, Manchester bomber Salman Abedi's father and younger brother were in detention in Libya. Uh, Abedi, a 22-year-old Briton of Libyan descent who grew up in Manchester, died, of course, in Monday's uh, explosion. So... Uh, and by the way, this this um, the terror level had been at severe since mid 2014, and it was only after this attack that it had been raised to critical. Now, a severe threat a severe threat level means an attack is highly likely, according to the uh, scale set by Britain's Joint Terrorism Analysis Center. Uh, until Tuesday, that level had stayed at severe. Like I said, to, uh, since mid 14, so the fact that they ele- elevated it to critical, uh, pretty serious stuff. So. Um, You know, like like uh, like our friend Brian Strasser says, the war is here and it really doesn't care whether you want to be a part of it. And uh, this is the concern I have, is that you have citizens of countries in the Western world that are being radicalized by many different methodologies, some that are untraceable. But however, this Salman Abedi, he was someone who was on the radar of authorities in the country. And yet somehow was still able to carry off this attack. And it was surmised pretty early on that he was kind of a mule, that certainly there were perpetrators behind this that actually built the bomb and then used this young man to carry out this attack. So uh, scary, scary stuff indeed. And uh, we'll certainly keep tabs on uh, this particular story, as I'm sure details will evolve over the next week. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can text any comments or questions. 651-243-0390. 651-243-0390. Go in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. Brad Carlson, The closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
3: When you're standing before me with tears in your eyes, trying to tell me.
1: We're talking to Kevin Young from Online
0: Trading Academy. Tell us about it. At the Academy, we teach people trading and investing skills. You know, the market's at an all-time high. Everybody needs a plan on how to grow their investments from here, and that's what we teach at the Online Trading Academy. You're located in Bloomington, but your students are from all over the region, right? Our students do come from all over, but we love being right in Bloomington. Great local market. We actually fly in professional instructors to provide the best training in the world. Tell us about the folks teaching at the our instructors are
5: the best in the world and they teach people how to trade forex options futures and we actually have a proactive investor class which teaches you how to grow
0: your life savings text ota to 313131 and register for a free trading and investing workshop or go to learnwithota.com
5: online trading
4: academy radio message and data rates may apply
1: hi i'm frank thomas When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about
2: Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by testophen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321321. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME11 to 321321.
6: Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. This is before I ever even heard about the product. I never endorsed the pain reliever, but now I am. And yes, now I'm taking Relief Factor too. Maybe you've heard me call it a miracle. In fact, listen to what Amanda from Texas wrote. I was having pain in my left thumb area and left side of my leg from my knee about four inches up. After about a week of taking Relief Factor, the pain in my leg has gone away. And a few days later, the pain in my left hand is gone. We've gotten thousands of these testimonials, and if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife Sue did, try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free 500 Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot.
5: Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to our various NARN broadcasts. Every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m., you can hear our friend and colleague, King Banyan, on The King Banyan Show. That's on our sister station, AM 1440. And on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, is Mitch Berg on Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm the closer, closing out the weekend festivities every Sunday. As a matter of fact, uh, next weekend I'll be celebrating six years on the Northern Alliance Radio Network of having my own show. I started on Saturdays from 3 to 4 p.m. for a couple of months, and then I moved to Sundays later that year, and then around, around Thanksgiving of 2011. Uh, I, I've i been on Sundays 1 to 3 p.m. and now the past year 2 to 3 p.m. So I've always been on Sundays for most of my tenure at the NARN. But anyways, it's been a great run. I've enjoyed every minute of it, and I've enjoyed being a listener as well as a broadcaster. These 13-plus years, of the Northern Alliance Radio Network has been on the Patriot and our sister stations. And we appreciate you, as always, tuning into the broadcast. Wanna get to the Montana special election this past week, uh yeah, so uh, Brandon is hooting and hollering because he's a WWE fan, I believe. So is is that the reason? Maybe yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: just I followed that too, and it was just. Super controversial, and I'd love to hear your take on that.
5: Well, uh, here is the story from abcnews.com. Just 24 hours after being charged with assault for allegedly body-slamming a reporter in his Bozeman campaign office. I think we can remove allegedly. I think that's been proven that he did body-slam a reporter. Uh, Republican Greg Ginforti on Thursday defeated Democrat opponent Rob Quist. To win the special election for the U.S. House seat in Montana, here's kind of some geek. Uh, here's kind of a geek joke, by the way, and, it, and it's when I chuckle at out loud, which means I'm a geek too. Um, there is a possibility that the reason Jin Forti was able to win this U.S. House seat was due to uh, due to some questionable gerrymandering. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> for those of you who are geeks like me, there's only one U.S. House seat in Montana, so gerrymandering is irrelevant. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I digress. The way the race was thrust into the national spotlight in dramatic fashion on Wednesday night after Guardian reporter Ben Jacobs described being, quote, body slammed, close quote, by the GOP candidate. And a Fox News crew who witnessed the incident said the former technology and software executive, quote, grabbed Jacobs by the neck with both hands and slammed him into the ground behind him, close quote. So, um, to be clear... This isn't something that uh, Republicans should necessarily be celebrating. This idea that you have a candidate you're supporting for Congress act in this manner, and yet you still go ahead and vote for him. You know, again, I'm not going to be so bold to tell anybody how they should vote, but I kind of question your rationale for voting for a candidate who behaves in this manner. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's it's unacceptable behavior. There's no conditions that need to be put on this, short of defending yourself from a physical confrontation, which there was no evidence whatsoever that this Guardian reporter uh, Ben Jacobs was being in any way physical with Gianforte. Forte. So there there's zero reason Jim Forte had to put his hands on someone with the intent to cause harm the way he did. Now apparently, Mister Jacobs' glasses were broken. I don't know if he suffered any significant phys- physical injuries. I haven't heard that. But nevertheless, uh, Gin Forte is being charged with uh, misdemeanor assault. And uh, Speaker Ryan, when this incident took place on Wednesday, came right out and said, yeah, Gin Forte needs to apologize. This incident was unacceptable. But he stopped short of saying that he would not seat Gin Forte if he went on to win the election because Speaker Ryan said hey i i'm going to follow the will of the people okay and uh if if for those who may be outraged that the speaker would take that particular position well um let i just someone brought up the name Elsie hastings Elsie hastings is a u.s house member in one of the florida districts i forget which specific uh, congressional district in florida but Elsie hastings was was formerly a judge and i believe in the late 80s was removed for I, I believe it was bribery some sort of unethical behavior but yet when he ran for us house shortly after being removed as a judge by the us senate being impeached basically uh he was elected by the people and given his congressional seat so this idea that that the U.S. House caucus should take in their own hands not seating someone despite being voted in. Uh, that's unrealistic, okay? And on the flip side, Republicans who are defending their vote, voting for Gianforte, uh, you know, there ha- there should be some standards here. You, It's okay to take the position that this is conduct unbecoming of a congressman. I don't want someone representing me that's going to behave in this manner. It's unacceptable behavior. And besides... This is a House seat that hasn't been represented by a Democrat in 20 years. So even if the Democrat, Rob Quist, would have ended up winning, you know, he would have had to endure two years. And then in 2018, the 2018 general election, a Republican probably would have been elected to the seat. But even so, there shouldn't even be that rationale. There should be, even if this seat were a critical seat that may have shifted the balance of power, which is, not even going to come close to doing because Republicans still have a significant majority in the U.S. House. I don't know. I I think there should still be some standards here. But that being said, um, I'm not really interested in the uh, shrieking leftists and their sudden discovery of a moral compass when it comes to violence toward political opponents. Okay, because, of course, you, you had the obligatory, you know, this is outrageous, unacceptable behavior. How in the world could Republicans... Support a candidate like this. And, you know, on the bare facts of it all, they're right. They're right. But your opinion, your outrage, I'm sorry. I don't take it seriously, and I don't find it credible. Because guess what? You have all of these movements who are supporting causes to which you're sympathetic committing violent acts. Look at when Milo Yiannopoulos came to speak <clears throat> excuse me at uh, University of California, Berkeley. The violence that took place there. Or the threats of violence when Ann Coulter was going to come speak at Berkeley. Or right here at our own Capitol, the Capitol building in in St. Paul in March, there were some Trump supporters that went to show, you know, that uh, acquired a legal permit to go show support for President Trump at the Capitol building. And they were physically accosted by a bunch of thugs in black outfits and, and carrying pepper spray or mace. And finally, after... Almost three months, these thugs, including the son of Democrat vice presidential candidate Tim Kaine, were finally brought up on charges. Yeah. uh, Woody Kaine. I I think his I think his real name is like Sherwood, but they call him Woody for short. Sherwood Kaine. Forgive me if I'm getting his name wrong, but it, it sounded like a real snobby elitist name. That's all I remember. But were you just as outraged when. People when when people who are sympathetic to your causes hold the same causes near and dear to your heart. Were, were you just as outraged over the violence they committed? Some of you brought some of you leftists probably were. I'll give you credit, but not enough for you were. There certainly wasn't the media outrage over this to the degree that, of, of Gin Forte, which, again, you're right. Gin Forte's actions unacceptable. And I, as a Republican, can't defend it, won't defend it. Not at all. And it's funny, I posted to that story about the it was a Pioneer Press story about how Woody Kane and his accomplices were finally being brought up in charges for assaulting uh pro Trump demonstrators at the Capitol. And some leftist responded to me on Twitter and it's like, Well, I guess because I, I guess the those people can now uh uh win an election if they run as a Republican, huh? You know. And it's just like and then I put in quotes, "by any means necessary," right? Because "by any means necessary" is one of those groups that is going to squelch uh, the uh, uh, squelch the pro-Trump sentiment by any means necessary. And when they meet, say "by any means necessary," they mean by any means necessary, even violence. And I just basically said to this leftist, "Show me where I ever defended gin Forte." Hint: You can't because I never did. You know, and I'll say it right here. I'll put it right on here on on the record. I, uh, I condemn violence of any kind, by, whether it be by GOP, congressional candidates, by any means necessary, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you know, the anti-fascist group, whomever. But, hey, if you're uh, willing to start a movement to kick out members of Congress who at some point in their lives body slammed someone with whom they had a political beef, I'm all ears. And, of course, I'm referring to Al Franken in early 2004 at a Howard Dean rally. Uh, body slam someone who was heckling Howard Dean so hey if you want to uh, expel all members of congress who at one point body slam someone I'm all ears i may get on board with your movement not really i'm kidding i'm kidding 6512894488 is the number to call Brad Carlson the closer right here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network go nowhere
3: want to stand where the Apostle Paul preached or where John wrote the book of Revelation would you like to see where Jesus was born baptized or where he delivered his sermon on the mount from the ancient roots of faith to today's iconic places of worship travel leaders Apple Valley can direct you to your dream travel destination combining faith with travel travel leaders Apple Valley offers a variety of vacations where you can delight in the local culture while deepening your spiritual connections scripture comes to life when you stand where the ancient text happened inspirational journeys to breath taking places is the vacation of a lifetime you'll travel better with travel leaders apple valley and you'll get the attention expertise and exclusive advantages you deserve contact travel leaders apple valley at 952-432-6272 that's 952-432-6272 and online at travelleaders.com slash apple valley mn
0: with very few investors still wanting outdated products like mutual funds or variable annuities What are people turning to? They're turning to America's investor advocacy show, Financial Fortitude. Hi, I'm Dale Creed Francis.
7: And I'm Ryan Litvin, and we have shared unbiased information for years right here on The Patriot. It's information people need to know, like the latest innovations, including protection vehicles, growth vehicles, income vehicles, and hybrid strategies. Make your reservation for our listener appreciation dinner coming up in just a few days. Go to financialfort.com or call 612 999-1185.
0: The Financial Fortitude Radio Network is committed to serving its community by providing a better set of investment and retirement tools. It's impossible to know what you don't know. The dinner and drinks are on us. We guarantee you'll be amazed at what you learn. It won't change our life if you don't come, but I promise you it can change yours. 612-999-1185 or financialfort.com. I'm Teresa Morrow, the Vice President of External Relations with the Minneapolis Foundation. You know, WNAV has done a lot of pretty significant sized events for us, and they do everything from sound and lights to the audio to videotaping to making sure that all the performers look and sound right. As an event person, you really sweat the details, and when I work with WNAV, I don't worry about that stuff. They always come through for me, whether it's an event for 1,500 people or it's an intimate event and all I need is a microphone and a sound system. They can do that full range for me. Probably the greatest thing about WNAV, not only at they early, they're usually there before I am. They scout it ahead of time. They're prepared for what your event is. And I know I can count on WNAV 100% of the time. And I do.
6: Hi, I'm Mark, president of WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business online at wnav-video.com
7: I got a razor in my pocket a steel on
5: my shoe Sorry I'm trying to organize stuff here I am totally the Patriot Northern Alliance radio network I that decal there All right. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, it's me, Brad Carlson. Another segment on the broadcast. Talked some national political issues the first couple of segments. Now we're going to delve into the end of the legislative session. And uh, if you kind of read some of the reaction via social media, conservatives weren't very happy uh, and leftists, well, they're never happy because they never met a... uh, a Uh, tax increase they didn't like, and they didn't get enough of those for their liking. So I guess if no one's happy, eh, maybe it wasn't such a bad thing. I don't know. We can talk a little bit more about that. And here to discuss more with us is Jason Flores. He, the uh, state director for the Minnesota chapter of Americans for Prosperity. Uh, Go check out their uh, fantastic website, americansforprosperity.org, and find out uh, how uh, you can help protect the American dream by fighting each day for lower taxes, less government regulation, and economic prosperity for all. Uh, Jason Flores, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Trading Network. Happy to join you. Beautiful Memorial Week, Memorial Day weekend. Indeed, it is. Yeah, is it? Uh, now I heard there was a, a chance of rain maybe later. Is, it, is the sun it, still shining? Him in the like, bunker. I'll, here, I'll, Jason. Give, I'll give
7: you the weather report from outside. Okay. It, uh, the clouds are moving in. Okay. It looks like there may be a little something happening here. Call it four or five o'clock at night, but. Hopefully it doesn't last too long. We can all get back to enjoying the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. I've been
5: down in the bunker for a few hours, so I haven't seen what it's like outside. So I appreciate that update, Jason. There you go. Absolutely. I also double as a weatherman. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got the radio voice. I'm taking a big career risk having Jason in the studio because he's got the good radio voice, <laughs> and he's got some insightful things to share as well. So I'm taking a big career risk, but I'm willing to do so for for you, the people. That's uh, that's what I'm here for. Well, there you go. Uh, Jason, obviously the legislative session was supposed to adjourn midnight this past Monday. As has kind of been the case the past several uh, legislative sessions, if you're in Minnesota and you certainly know, they uh, kind of dragged on a little bit longer. Finally adjourned, uh, what was it? Thursday, I guess it was. And uh, I, like I like I alluded to, there were plenty of conservatives who didn't feel that uh, the tax cuts went uh, far enough. Certainly there were some uh, uh, pro life bills and some Second Amendment bills that uh, didn't get passed or. Maybe sure. in the terms of Second Amendment bills, they can get a floor vote. But we're here to talk more about the fiscal side. Uh, particularly, there was some, there were, the budget was passed where there was some tax cuts and farm tax credits. Uh, why don't you kind of delve a little bit into the tax cut issue? What's Which specific Minnesotans are going to be seeing tax cuts as a result of this budget? Uh, yeah, Jason you know, Morris.
7: overall, um, I think this was a pretty good budget that they put together. Okay. And, and the tax piece of it is is absolutely a big reason for that. Um, they're giving tax cuts Really in a, in a bunch of different places. Uh, the Social Security uh, as an in income right now that's Good. taxable. Yes. Getting rid of that, that's a great thing for seniors on a fixed income. It's going to be a tax break for a lot of people that are, that are struggling. Um, they gave a first-in-the-nation tax credit on student loans for okay. students who are struggling with student loans. They did a uh, property tax exemption on the first $100,000 of property taxes for small business, which especially in rural areas, the property tax burden that our small businesses face in the rural area is one of the highest in the country, second or 3rd worst property tax burden in the country wow so basically every small business across the state is going to see some kind of property tax relief from that then they also got rid of the automatic inflator on the property tax which there's absolutely no reason that government should automatically put an inflator on their revenues just to collect more and more money every year it gets baked into the formula and that's how you get this democrat idea of automatic spending increases so that there's a lot of other smaller pieces but really it was a lot of uh, small pieces that went to a lot of people across minnesota that are going to see um a good chunk of that surplus come back to them. I mean, that $600 million, that's um, probably about half of the surplus went back to that, which I would have liked to have seen more. I would have liked to have seen more uh, structural, economic-focused incentives to really get the economy going again, but this was a a good start. you got to remember, as as folks talk about this budget, and maybe it's not perfect, maybe it spends too much money, you're still dealing with conservatives only have control of the legislature. You still have the governor sitting in the final two terms of his career, really, Who's willing to hold out until the last possible second on everything. So the fact that they got what they got out of this budget, I'm I'm still willing to call it a win.
5: Okay, fair enough. And uh obviously the governor I I uh, talked about doubling the uh the uh license fee uh tabs. That didn't happen, thankfully. Right. I know there's they never let go of the gas tax. They always have the uh, delusions of grandeur for gas tax. Thankfully that was yep. thwarted as well, Jason Flores. He's always pushed that gas tax. I mean,
7: every single session that he's been in office. He has pushed that gas tax. Remember, he couldn't get that gas tax passed even when he had full Democrat control of the legislature either. That should tell you something about just how bad of an idea it was. And you know, that's that's where I really will say that this session was a mixed bag where conservatives got that tax relief. Sure. But remember they also got a long term comprehensive transportation bill that's gonna invest two billion dollars over the next ten years without raising taxes, without raising tab fees. That is a big win. If you would have gone back a couple of years and said that Republicans are going to be successful in blocking those gas taxes under all of that pressure and from a governor basically willing to shut things down and ho- stick to that even in a time of surplus. Sure. I mean, that is a big win combined with the tax relief, combined with some of the things that they did to help stabilize the healthcare market. These are all good things for Minnesotans. So I think when, when the average Minnesotan takes a look at the end result of this budget, you can say what you want about the timing and special session and last minute deals that always happen and that people always forget about. You look at what they've actually done, gave taxes back to Minnesotans. Provided for funding and critical infrastructure, and they started to do something about these health care costs.
5: I'm glad you brought that up the transportation aspect of it because last year's session, there was a, uh, uh, as part of the uh, omnibus bill, there was a a lot of uh, valuable infrastructure projects that were going to be put forth. And of course, they were scuttled at the last second by some certain Democrat senators because of that uh, Southwest Transitway. Yes, thank you, thank you. Now, what can you tell us specifically about this particular transportation uh, package? It's a funny. You indicated $2 billion. Uh, did it address the light rail issue, and did it bring up uh, the more of the uh, projects that they tried to get past uh, last year's session?
7: Yeah, it's going to be a really good transportation bill okay. for 86 of 87 counties. Okay. If you live in Hennepin County, you, you're going to have some problems moving forward. Okay. Because what they did, the fact that they didn't pass a gas tax and a tab fee, mm-hmm. it's general fund revenue that's going into – uh this transportation spending. Okay. And okay. they're basically dedicating within the general fund that this is getting shift to, shifted to transportation projects. But as as part of the deal that they had to cut to not go along with the, the gas tax increase, basically the legislature has washed their hands of the Southwest Transitway. Okay. They're not gonna fund it. It's not in the bonding bill, which is what shut that bonding bill debate down yes. last year. Yep. It's um did I uh, say uh, no, bill? I meant bonding bill. I'm yeah, sorry. Thank
5: and, you for and, correcting my and, language and, and no uh, and distinction. No,
7: And there won't be any ongoing operating expenses from Southwest going on. But what they really did was they punted that to Hennepin County, where the commission already has a 6-1 majority in favor of the Southwest line. In fact, they've already held a hearing on increasing their local sales tax. That was part of this bonding bill to give Hennepin County that option. And they're willing to issue Hennepin County bonds to pay for that in order to match the federal money that may or may not come in. Now, Trump's budget doesn't include it. And we all know that the Congress is going to pass a completely different budget than the president will. Sure. But for right now, that is a little bit of a blow to Southwest. So all in all, great transportation bill statewide that's going to focus on core infrastructure, roads and bridges. It puts in more money for Metro Transit. So Metro Transit buses aren't cut, but they're going to take a better look at Metro Transit budgeting to make sure that they are focusing on those core bus lines and not robbing Peter to pay Paul in order to fund light rail development. However, like I said, if you live in Hennepin County, Your taxes are going to go up to pay for Southwest, and that's really going to be the next front in this battle to see if there's anything that Hennepin County taxpayers can do to stand up to the commission and say, no, we don't want this light rail boondoggle.
5: Now, what can you tell us, if anything, about, uh, I know uh, Congressman Lewis has been very active at the federal level, of course, uh, talking about uh, the Met Council and their role in this particular, uh, uh, let's call it for what it is, a boondoggle. Uh, can you? Uh, are you able to share any insight in that? I don't know what uh, your organization is doing specifically with this on the federal level, but obviously this is something that's uh, of vast importance uh, to, especially uh, those in Hennepin County who, like you said, are having their taxes increased, Jason yep. Florence.
7: Met Council governance is a, a huge issue, and it is something, like, you said that's being tackled uh, at a local level here there were bills there were pieces in some bills moving forward that would have reformed the met council that would have allowed local municipalities to put an elected official onto that board so it wasn't a you know unelected appointed bureau yes. from the governor right right that was it's a step in the right direction i think that that reform for the met council has to be even bigger and that's really what congressman lewis i think is focusing on okay at the national level putting some restrictions on exactly how i mean there there was a push in the Met Council to try to expand this statistical area so that the Met Council would actually have governance in Wisconsin and wow. all the way up into areas of the exurban metro that, that no one would ever consider as part of the metropolitan area. I mean, these are real rural areas that were going to somehow get clawed into this statistical area, right? That's some of the pushback that Congressman Lewis is putting on. And I think it's that kind of overreach by the council, their overreach on the Southwest Transitway where they were willing to issue basically fake debt kind of a a promise that they were going to find some way to pay probably robbing peter to pay paul as i alluded to before and and those are the kind of things that are getting people upset enough that now's the time to do something about this we're not talking about met council in terms of reorganizing and integrating sewer and water systems sure, anymore sure. we're talking about a behemoth that's seeking control housing
5: and use policy and and really taking local control away from many cities again we're joined by jason Flores, he the state director of the minnesota chapter of Americans for Prosperity. Again, check out their fine website, americansforprosperity.org. I know, Jason, you alluded to briefly uh, the... Uh, and we've got a few minutes left this session. We'll, we'll uh, cover it, and then we'll come back. Sure. After the break, uh, particularly health insurance. That's all. That's been a big issue for this state, really since Minture passed in 2013 with complete Democrat control. Uh, Republicans really haven't had word one to say about it. I know earlier this year, uh, the legislature, they spent... Uh, what was it, $250, $300 million yep. to give uh, a relief to Minnesotans struggling with, obviously, their costs uh, from the individual market. Uh, what in this budget, uh, if anything, did more to address, obviously, which is still a very big issue in uh, the health insurance market?
7: I think that's one of the biggest difficulties in this budget, is that you have a lot of new health care spending going in. You have that 25% buy-down for folks on the individual market that need it. You had a reinsurance proposal that passed that is designed to buy down the costs of those sickest among us that have really caused that individual market rate to skyrocket. Sure. And it's the Minnesota version of doing something about that, but not, I don't think enough reform was done. I think that's a lot of frustration you're going to see with Republicans talking about this afterwards. Sure. And it is a big problem because, we're also sitting here waiting for the federal government and Congress to do something. Without them acting, it's a little bit of a cart before a horse kind of a problem. Right. What, what can we do in Minnesota right now to solve
5: a problem, knowing that the feds may come in and completely alter the rules of the game sometime soon? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Uh, We do have a caller on line one, Greg from St. Paul. Greg, if there is any way you can hold during the break, I promise we will take your call immediately when we come back the next segment. Again, Jason Flores, he, the State Director for the Minnesota Chapter of Americans for Prosperity. Uh, We'll come back this uh, last segment. Like I say, we'll take Greg's call and uh, follow up on any uh, final issues in this final short segment. Right here, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go nowhere.
1: AM 1280, the Patriot. For me, it was the big S-Class from the 90s. Beautiful. My friend's dad had one.
5: The SL. All of the SLs. I've been watching those since I was a kid.
0: I think the 1971 SE was the first Mercedes that
7: just blew me away. Everyone remembers the first time they saw one and the day they began to long for a Mercedes-Benz of their own. Well, that day may be a lot closer than you think. With a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz, you can experience the luxury, the unparalleled safety, the performance, and the style mercedes-benz is famous for at a price you can afford beautiful suvs sedans coupes and convertibles that are factory certified and covered by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to three
1: years so you can drive without a worry for as far as you like and during the certified pre-owned sales event
7: going on now through may 31st you can receive two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and special financing available through mercedes-benz financial services only at your authorized mercedes-benz dealer you've waited long enough
3: See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on certified pre-owned warranties. Uh, this is Martin Morin. I'm a veterinarian.
6: I could not be more pleased by my experience with the Free Step plan. My home-based business success rate has doubled overall, but lately with more experience with Andy's system, my success has doubled again. Thank you, Andy Willoughby.
2: Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and I think the 3-Step Plan could help you make extra money working from home. The 3-Step Plan works like a mini-franchise, using proven business techniques to get your business up and running. In just a few days, you could be working from the comfort of your own home. You could work part-time or full-time. You choose your own hours so you could work around family and church commitments. You will never have to miss a soccer game or school play again you could actually be in charge of your own life. We'll teach you everything you need to know. You'll be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. To find out how you could make more money working from home, go to 3stepplan.com. That's 3stepplan.com, 3stepplan.com
4: is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation unfavorable comments embarrassing pictures videos legal documents and negative articles can ruin your personal life your career or your business it happens a lot and it's just not fair but what can you do reputationdefender.com can help protect your good name get a free consultation now call 800-651-4888 that's 800-651-4888 call right now for a free expert reputation analysis it's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system and the analysis is absolutely free make the best things about you jump out in searches protect your personal and professional reputation your business and your income get your free reputation analysis from reputationdefender.com right now call 800-651-4888 800-651-4888 that's 800-651-4888 or visit reputationdefender.com today
5: Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with me, Brad Carlson, on the broadcast final segment of today's show, the closer. Joined by state director, Minnesota State Director of the American of Americans for Prosperity. Jason Flores, and we do have a call on line one. Uh, Greg, I promise to get to your call right away. Uh, Greg L- from St. Paul is on line one. Greg, you're on the Northern Alliance Trader Network.
3: Brad, thank you, and and thanks for having uh, Mr. Prosperity in here to uh, run uh, all that oh. interference. Mr. Oh, Prosperity, I, I like it. that.
7: We should we should go <laughs> with that. We should use that <laughs> yeah. more. You know, I mean, well, I mean, I I uh, I'm just listening to all of this
3: happy talk about, gosh, we got lower taxes, and I got to tell you, no, we didn't. You know, I, it's not just Hennepin County that's going to get a half-cent sales tax for transit. It's, it's also Ramsey County. On June the 6th, the Ramsey County commissioners are going to shove this half-cent sales tax down our throat. The only chance we have to stop it is at a, uh, a little public hearing they're going to have at 9 o'clock in the morning. Isn't that nice? And that's all courtesy of a nice little agreement to shove the rest of this crap down our throat uh, between our our friends and Republican leadership, unfortunately. I say that as a Republican state committee member, you know. And and the governor, oh, the governor, I was told, was going to veto any kind of a, a vote that might be included in the law, a referendum, which, you know, I wouldn't have objected to that. Right. But, you know, when you shove $2 billion in new taxes down our throats, $2 billion over 10 years that's not Republican. That's not local control. That's not a no-new taxes plan. That's more taxes, more spending, and you know what? That's not what we voted for. Yeah. And, I, and I really think that Kirk Doubt and his team uh, dropped the ball and Gazelka as well.
7: Well, I think that's one of the Thanks, the tricky things about this budget is that you can do some of these things at a state level and keep those state dollars out but then when you push them down to a local level where you hope to have more local control, where in the majority of Minnesota, you have more conservative representation at a local level, but for Hennepin, for Ramsey, for a couple of the other, you know, cities in the metro area, that's not the case. So there are going to be local tax increases that come as a result of this. Um, It's something that we're going to fight both in Hennepin County. And um, I should probably look uh, more at Ramsey County and what they're going to do. But just because these counties get the authority to raise taxes, And then they automatically do it after one little hearing without a lot of discussion. That's where the public's really got to stand up, get involved, and, and push back on it. You know, where they set their budget, they should be setting their budget, talking about the needs of the county, and then figuring out, where they you know, where the money is to, to fund that, they look at this as, hey, look, we can raise taxes, get another 125 million dollars. Well, we'll find a way to spend it. We can. We have these unmet needs, sure, sure. right? Or we mm-hmm. have to we have to fully fund something else. That's the kind of language that they use. We can find space
5: it, for another bike path somewhere, a- can't absolutely.
7: we? Yeah. It's just so it's just ridiculous. <laughs> but but it's something where I, I think that we do have a challenge on the state side of of limiting growth in government and of continuing to pull back with the governor in that office. There's not going to be anything that we can do about that, and that's going to be an issue in the upcoming governor's race, which is an open race in two years. Right? right, right. But in the meantime, we can't look past these local fights, and we can't, as citizens
5: anywhere, only focus on the state. We have to bring the same fight to our local elected officials. Absolutely, and, and that's something we've talked about many times in this program is you, you, know, you have, obviously, the U.S. Congress and then your state legislatures, you know, they get all the sexy headlines, get all the notoriety, but we're really, a lot of these things are taking place at the local level, particularly the municipal and county level. Uh, meetings uh, your city councils what have you and that is where uh, as you alluded to Jason the citizens really need to get engaged and show up to these meetings I know it's a long arduous process and you don't feel like you have any representation particularly if you're a conservative in Ramsey County but it is imperative that that's where the the fight really takes place I know we aren't excited about what happened at the state level but uh, you know there's still some issues at the local levels that uh, you know, still need to be eradicated, obviously.
7: Absolutely, and that's something that we work on. I think most of the, even the headlines or the the news releases that, that we put out as an organization talk about state-level issues. Sure. Or they talk about national-level issues, but these local issues are something that we want to continue to get involved in, so I'd encourage folks who are out there, do take a look at our website. We talk about some of these issues. We talk about the impacts of the state decisions on uh, local counties, and we would love to be more involved and to help... Um, raise awareness of what those issues are and use the um, organization that we've built to help impact and grow grassroots support to push back against these things, even at a city council or a County commission level.
5: Now let's talk a little bit about the organization. We got right into the, uh, to the meat and potatoes of yeah. other things that was going on in the legislative session and all the issues at the local levels. and there, And we could, Literally fill up an hour or two to talk about this, but we definitely want to highlight the organization Americans for Prosperity, an organization that I support. I actually went to the Defending the American Dream Summit a few years ago down yeah. in Dallas, and a great time, fun time, a lot of like-minded people but some very valuable nuggets in what you can do in your respective communities to uh, make a difference and obviously bring the message of uh, of prosperity to your local area. So why don't you tell a little bit, Jason, about what you specifically do and what your organization is all about. So Americans for
7: Prosperity is the largest grassroots advocate for free markets. Um, That means that we want uh, government out of the way. Sure. Limited government, lower taxes, the common sense regulation that we need. But that doesn't get in the way or interfere with a free market to the extent that it can. Right? And what we do to accomplish that is not have a bunch of lobbyists running around, not make a bunch of um, you know, all that backroom, high-powered lobbyist type stuff. What we do is we get information to citizens, and we give them the information that they need about what's going on in Washington. What's moving at the state capitol? How are these policies at the state capitol going to impact you at the local level or at the county board or the city council level? And then we help to organize those people. We have the tools and resources to reach out um, at the door, on the phone. Really, it's a, a campaign-style mentality, but not focused on politicians, sure. focused on the issues. Because as we've seen in eight years now during Governor Dayton's term, we've had Democrats trying to push Tax increases. We've had Republicans and tax cuts. You've had every combination of the legislature in with and under. And yet we still have some of these same problems of overreaching state government, of regulations that are getting in the way of economic development, of more and more taxes all the time, like we just talked about, at whichever level of government they are. So that's why we don't focus on politicians or individuals or personalities. We focus on issues, making sure that the people in the metro know what impact a gas tax has Mm -hmm. on their life, make sure that they know what the reform packages in Congress for health care, what do those look like? What are they going to do for you? Why is tax reform so important? How do those taxes get passed on to you as a consumer? That's the kind of information that we try to share. And then we bring people together, give them the tools to go out there, contact their um, legislators, really hold them accountable for the decisions that they make. This, we do it year round. That's one of the things that really separate us, I think, from the, the political mentality that, that folks get into of, hey, I only pay attention or I'm only active, you know, those four months before an election, we're active all year, all the time. We'd love yes. to have you come out and join us.
5: Again, Jason Flores, the Minnesota State Director for Americans for Prosperity. Again, check out their website, americansforprosperity.org. Jason,
7: appreciate you, appreciate your time today. Happy to be here. You. Have a great rest of a uh, holiday weekend.
5: And ladies and gentlemen, be sure to, uh, as always, remember those who pay the ultimate price for the freedom that we hold so near and dear in this country. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week.
2: It's about your life and your money. It's the Dave Ramsey Show. A good friend of mine that's wealthy says when you're
4: giving money, you're investing money. You're investing money in someone else's life. And if you were investing a dollar, you would not spend a lot of time analyzing that one dollar investment. But if you were investing a thousand dollars, you'd spend a lot of time. And so the more you give, the more due diligence you should have in the ministry or the charity that you are giving to.
1: Listen to the Dave Ramsey Show every weekday evening at five on our sister station, Business 1440.
8: Hi, this is Daniel Altwig with Your Family Bank. You've heard me talk about getting totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years. I know what you're thinking. It's too good to be true. Well, here is an example of a fellow Patriot family. Anonymous, of course, but here are the facts. A $290,000 mortgage balance with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt. Very typical. Using your family bank, this Patriot family will be out of debt in 9.8 years and save $103,000 of interest payments. This, of course, goes to the family's bottom line. That is what we do, and this could be you. Find out. Just go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org and click on the request tab at the upper right-hand corner. There is no cost nor obligation. daniel.yourfamilybank.org Upper right-hand corner request tab. Daniel.
2: You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-930-2646. 1-800-930-2646.
1: From the Nepsis Capital Management Studios, this is AM 12-